Hello, welcome back to the Waste Brain Cells podcast. We have a good episode for you today. We'll be going over the movie Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk. Me and Logan are very excited to um, give this a movie review. And just so you know, spoilers about the movie ahead. So if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see the movie, um, you might not want to listen to this episode. And then me and Logan give a rant about AMC theaters. So hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Waste of Brain Cells podcast. This week, we have another movie review for you. You guys, today we will be reviewing the movie Nobody, um, which came out in theaters in March. And so this is me and Logan's second, I would say, official movie review on this podcast. As the movie theaters um, continue to open up and more and more movies come out, me and Logan hope to bring more movie reviews to you guys. Um, So... Without further ado, let's get into it. So, Nobody is a movie um, starring Bob Odenkirk, um, Coney Nelson, Christopher Lloyd, RZA, and so in which the main character, Hutch Mansell, played by Bob Odenkirk, he fails to defend himself and his family when two thieves break into his um, suburban home. And so, the aftermath of it... um, it strikes a match with his long-simmering rage, which basically the movie gets into. It uh, Basically, you find out that he was a undercover agent. We don't know what organization. We're pretty sure it's the FBI. And so this true self that he's been hiding and has kind of retired from, he brings it back and basically gets into a fight with a bunch of um, Russian mafia um, members, which causes him to have to basically protect him and himself from a bunch of uh, the Russian mafia. So you know that this is basically going to be a guns a-blazing action movie, which um, me and Logan will both agree um, serves his purpose. So, Logan, let's get into it. What did you like about this movie? You described it perfectly. Serves its purpose. And the thing I liked most is that how it, it was a pleasant surprise to me. I'm not a. I've never seen Breaking Bad, so I don't really have an attachment to Bob Odenkirk like Brad does. So I, this movie is very last minute for me because I wasn't sure if I really wanted to see it, but I just said, "Eh, what the heck? I'll go see it. I like the movies." So, like I said, I didn't really expect much going in. I didn't think it was gonna be that great. The trailer would look just and eh, look kind of goofy. But I go in. There's great action scenes. First thing they do, they there's just some really good action scenes. This isn't a cheap. This isn't some like goofy cheap little knockoff thing. These are real action scenes. They're done very good. Great, great. There's a lot of there's a lot of fires. They like this guy burns this this guy burns everything down. It feels like there was like three scenes where he just burned stuff for like just kind of excess for no reason. But a lot of action, a lot of burning down. Scenes that are intentionally funny or not supposed to be intentionally funny. I don't know, but I feel like it had a little bit of personality to it. Bob Odenkirk pulls this off well, and C- Christopher Lloyd's just great in this movie. To see an 82 year old man just shooting guns and being a true action star, there's nothing better than that. So. I love how it serves its purpose. It gives you a, a good balance because I feel like some movies nowadays try to add too much comedy. This one didn't try to force the comedy. They they used it the right amounts. And overall, just good acting, good story, good action. I couldn't really ask for much more from this movie. It, it did what it needed to. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, so I'll get a little bit more into Bob Odenkirk here. So um, this movie was a, a surprise when like I saw the trailers and for a lot of other Breaking Bad Fans, this movie was a surprise, I think, for a lot of people when they saw the trailers and stuff. Like, what, Bob Odenkirk's in a, um action movie? So, basically, I'll just give you a brief rundown of why it's funny. 
because his character in um, Breaking Bad and the show Better Call Saul, um, he plays the lawyer in both shows. He plays the lawyer in both shows um, under the name Saul Goodman. And so basically what's so funny is that his character, who is kind of like a, um, you know, bad lawyer, as in, you know, he's helping... Um, He's helping all the characters get away with a giant meth operation. Um, so, yeah, his character basically is, you know, their lawyer. He helps them get connections, um, helps launder their money. And so, basically, what's funny about his character, though, is you you know he's in there for the money. It, he's kind of like the jokester of the show. And anytime like, the show um, confronts to violence, he's always kind of the guy, like, I don't want to be a part of this and kind of runs away, make sure he's shielded, which is really kind of funny. So this person who doesn't want violence, and I would say his character would never hurt a butterfly, and is such a jokester, goes from that to being the main character, guy who kicks um, everyone's butt in an action movie. So I just thought it was so funny seeing his character like this um, and Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul switch to a movie like this. So that, that was very funny. Um, and as Logan said, I do agree with him. It's just everything you would want in an action movie. Um, it's not like some Oscar or, you know, Academy Award winning huge film. You know, it does what it does. It's one of those action movies that you want to see on a Friday night, you know, uh, just just to um, make your mood better. So, Logan, uh, let's get into it. What, what scenes did you like in the movie? The best scene, in my opinion, is when... The Russian spies go to Christopher Lloyd's retirement home where he's at, and they think they're going to kill him because they think it's just some 82-year-old man that can easily kill him. They go there. Christopher Lloyd grabs the gun and then pulls out a shotgun from underneath his blanket and just kills both of them. And I like how the retirement home employees just don't even notice or don't even suspect a thing. So I thought that was just great on semi levels. Comedic-wise, element of surprise. Action-wise, perfect. There's a bus scene where Bob Odenkirk... Really pulls off this movie. This is when he won me over. He fights like five dudes on a bus and just he keeps getting punched. He gets shanked. He falls out of the bus, but he still ends up winning and ends up letting the innocent person off the bus. So they don't get beat up. So I thought that was great because you get to see both sides. Because he's not a bad. He's not really a bad guy in this movie. He really is a family man deep down inside. And also, well, I don't know. I think it's like he. I don't know. I think deep down inside, this is what he wants to do. Well, but well, it's he, just he kind of. It is, but you can tell he has, like, but he like, genuinely loves his family and all that. Yeah, he genuinely, you know, yeah, he's not, like, a guy who just wants to kill people. Yeah, he's not, like, people. he's not doing yeah. this because he's evil or anything. Right. He, like, this is what he wants to do, but, like, he has good intentions. But I gotta say, also, the this movie's kind of goofy a little bit. It has some goofy scenes, some intentional, some unintentional. Like, there's one scene where, as Brad mentioned before, the people who rob his house, he eventually tracks them down and goes to get his daughter's kitty cat bracelet. This man barges in and says a few curse words I don't really want to say. I don't want to get, like, flagged for this. But he just goes, where's the kitty cat bracelet? Just as serious as he can be. And I was about, me and Brad were about to crack up in that movie. We were we were loud in this movie. We were probably a little annoying to the people around us, but that's all right. Like I said, that scene, in my opinion, was hilarious. Also, there was one scene. I couldn't help. I about died laughing at this. Brad, do you remember when uh they go to visit those dudes in the hospital? I don't remember their names. And they open the door, the guy's in the hospital bed, he goes, oh, hey, thanks for visiting me. This dude just throws a chair at him, and it just hits yeah, him on Yeah, yeah, that, that's so funny. After, you know, um, Hutch, Bob Odenkirk's character, beats the crap out of all these Russian dudes on the bus, like, I guess, 
um, what, um, his character, what Hutch doesn't know is that what he did was he really, like, jacked up, like, really severely injured, um, the brother of a mafia boss, and so this mafia boss is really mad, you know, because Hutch just, um, beat the crap out of his brother, and so, yeah, he goes in to try to find, um, so he goes in this hospital to try to find information on where he is, and just, I don't know where, you know, th this one guy thinks, um, he's coming to visit him, you know, he just throws a chair at him, he just grabs a chair from the hospital and just throws it at him, and proceeds to beat the crap out of him, just because he wants to, he's very, uh, the mafia boss guy is very angry, he wants to, um, know what happened to his brother and where to find this guy. And so it's just unintentionally funny, you know. It's this guy in the hospital is like, hey, this guy's coming to visit me and just gets the chair thrown at him. It is very, like, just random and funny. Which it doesn't mean to be. So, yeah, I'll get into kind of what I liked, um, what scenes I liked. Um, I think Lowen covered most of the um, very good ones, but the one I like is after, um, so this mafia boss sends a bunch of, um, he sends a bunch of um, Russian, you know, his mobsters to go and try to kill um, Hutch and his family. And so Hutch just basically tells his family, get in the basement, it'll be okay. And he proceeds, there's like probably um, 15 to 20 of them, all with automatic rifles, and he doesn't even have a gun, proceeds to knock out some, grab one of their, one of their guns, proceeds to almost kill all of them. Unfortunately, like, for the last three, they finally catch him and put him in the back of the car, which goes into a different scene. Um, but in the end, basically, he kills all of them and burns his basement, um, which there's a lot of details I'm leaving out here. But he proceeds to go to this um, club where this mafia boss hangs out um, a lot. And so then the guy catches him, you know, just in the back. It looks like he's eating dinner there, and he's so surprised, you know. He just, well, why would he come unarmed, you know, right into the palm of my hand? And he goes up, um, you know, to be like, hey, what are you doing here after you killed all of, like, my gangsters, and then he just whip, and then Bob Odenkirk's character, Hutch, he just whips out a claymore from underneath a napkin, like, okay, you can kill me, but then I'll kill everyone here. It's just funny, because, you know, the, the, uh, mafia boss thinks he has him right in his hand, and he's like, oh, not so fast, I got a claymore here. I, I thought that was kind of funny. It wasn't, uh, as Logan said, supposed to be funny, but we just, that was another scene I found funny. Um, so, Logan, let's get into, do you think this movie really served its purpose? 100% yes. All I needed from this movie was just good action scenes. Because that's all you need a good action movie. You don't really need, you don't need the most advanced plot. I know sometimes it's good to have one, but all you really need is some good action scenes and some good acting. I feel like you get good acting in this movie, you get good action scenes, you get some comedic relief, and you just get just, it's just a simple movie. Like, it's it's only an hour and a half. It's really, it's a really fast-paced movie. But I feel like it does everything it needs to be. It's just some simple entertainment that's really fun. And if you want some action, some thrill, decent story, good acting, a little bit of comedy, I feel like it serves its purpose. And it's just, it's just some, it's just a movie that has a little bit of something for everyone, in my opinion. Right, and I mean it just does what a uh, action movie needs to do. It doesn't have a complicated plot. All you need to know is it's a guy Hutch who is a secret top secret FBI agent that's retired, you know, living out his middle class life, 
and then after he, you know, to cover up his identity, uh, fails to defend himself and his family in a um, burglary, he decides to let out his true self and just beat the crap out of a bunch of Russians. I mean, that just sounds like when you hear that, oh, easy, classic American um, action movie. So, I mean, it really does what it needs to do. It doesn't... What I hate sometimes is when, like, you know, you have a plot like this, very simple to really understand, and they give you a ton of backstory. Now, I think it needed a little backstory because, it's like, well, why didn't he just beat the crap out of this uh, this burglar with a gr golf club? Um, but you soon found find out he just gives, like, very brief, you know, oh, I'm the guy that no one wants to see from, you know, whatever organization. He never says it. I really think it's the FBI because his... Um, dad, the Christopher Lloyd character, David, um, shows that he was an FBI agent. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't really go into a backstory and just basically gives you what you want to see a guy beat the crap out of a bunch of people. And so I really did think it served its purpose. It didn't try to be anything. It's not because there are a bunch of action movies that try to do a little too much, I think. And this just did what it needs to do best. Um, so Logan, I think before, um we in this I say we go into like some more of the funny moments that we liked or some of the best moments in this movie I know we gave some of our favorite scenes but just some of the best moments like the things that this movie does well the ending of this movie I think I'm, I think I whispered this to you in the theater do you remember when he's trying to lead all the people and like the all the like bad guys at the end of the movie he's trying to lead him into that place he bought like that little workplace he bought and try to make him go through all his traps i'm like they're basically making it turns into rated r home alone at the end in a weird way because he's trying to get all these guys he's trying to kill through these traps he's put them through like a like a bunch of booby traps a bunch of death traps i'm like bob odenkirk just made an r-rated home alone kind of thing so it gets it, that part got a little goofy at the end any moment christopher lloyd's on the screen he he just steals it like as Brad said, the thing where he's just eating a steak dinner while the guy's obviously wants to kill him. He's just sitting there in the club eating a steak dinner just casually. Like I said, that scene was great. He, do, am I the one that felt like he just set stuff on fire for no reason? Well, I get he set the dude's money on fire for like, because that's who he's trying to kill, but he just set so much stuff on fire is what I know. There's like three scenes where he's just walking away and there's a bunch of fire in the background. So I feel like they're making Bob Odenkirk look really cool in this movie. Like I said, that was great. I'm trying to think if there's any other scenes I'm forgetting. I don't think I am. Oh, the end scene's pretty good, too. And he goes, does this house have a basement? Which, if you watch the film, you know he has to have the basement to protect the family. So I feel like that was a pretty funny scene. They could potentially do a sequel for this, but I don't think it even really needs a sequel. I think this is just good as a standalone movie. But like I said, a lot of scenes are just really goofy. You gotta go with it. I think we laughed a little too hard at some of the scenes that weren't supposed to be funny, but what can you do? It was, it, it was a good time, I'll say that. Right, I it it really was. I think, as you said, it was kind of funny, the ending. You know, he kind of does bring him back to this, the warehouse that he buys, which is where he used to um, work, like, in the movie. It shows you that's where he um, works, and he ends up buying it. And it's kind of funny because I think, like, it's owned by... Um, we, we don't really know who it's owned by, um, but, you know, it's his boss, and he kind of really wants to sell it to someone and he doesn't think he really has the money and then he just brings a bunch of bars of gold and it's like I'm gonna buy it from you which was kind of funny but anyways as Logan said he kind of uses it as sort of his home alone kind of 
Um, he sets it up with booby traps and stuff. And I just find it funny because Christopher Lloyd's character, David Mansell, who's just, you know, a retired BI agent who's like, you know, in a retirement home, very old, just turns into like, I don't know. I mean, he just is in the warehouse with him and he just has like, they give him a bunch of guns, and he's just killing everyone, you know, all these highly trained assassins who are Russians and are probably in their 20s and 30s, yet this 82-year-old man, you just give him a gun, and he's killing everyone, which was, um, oh, very funny, um, and so, the other thing I liked about this movie is, even though, you know, it's just an action movie, there's not a whole lot of the plot to it, I think it really, um, highlighted just, like, I guess, how, which, I don't, I don't know if this is, like, anyone who's actual FBI agent or anything, but I, I don't know. I just like how the plot kind of showed, you know, he kind of needed this action and to, like, you know, really kind of get rid of a bunch of, like, bad people in the world. You know, how just doing his regular uh, middle-class life was getting boring, repetitive. Like, in the beginning, like, it all just shows, like, his weekly routine and how it's very a lot the same and how, you know, it's um, just doing the same thing every day just isn't for him, he needs that, create, well, not, like, that, I don't know, he just needs some action in his life, and so, I, I, that's what I kind of liked about it, you know, it's like, this, you know, retired FBI agent who, you know, killed a lot of people, he's like, nah, I need the action back in my life again, which, I don't know, I liked, so, Logan, I think we get into the end here, and we rate this movie out of 10, so, Logan, what's your rating for the movie? I'm going to start off by saying I really like this movie. Very, very pleasant surprise because usually when you go to movies, you see these, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of a blockbuster in a way, but like Godzilla vs. Kong, blockbuster. All Hollywood is right now, and I watch them too. I'm not hating. I'm saying all Hollywood is right now. It's a lot of blockbusters, a lot of sequels, a lot of remakes. You don't really get a lot of original stuff or stuff, you know, that isn't, like this isn't a blockbuster movie franchise sleeping movie. It's a movie that probably not a lot of. It's probably not made a whole lot at the box office, but like I said, small movie. But it's got such a good storyline and such a unique personality. You get a good mix of these good, really good action sequences. Bob Odenkirk sells it. He this is like his John Wick type moment, his Liam Neeson type moment. He sells it. A lot of people think he can pull it off. He sells it. He you feel like he is the main character. You get good side comedy. You get these scenes that probably aren't supposed. There's some of them are supposed to be funny, some of them are not. That's a really good thing. Sometimes unintentionally funny scenes are really necessary in a movie. And I feel like this is just kind of a perfect example of just the balance in cinema. You need to have serious cinema, but you also need to have fun cinema because you need a balance world. You can't have everything be serious. You can't have everything be funny. It's a good movie. Like I said, it's very fast-paced, but most of all, it's just fun. I had a lot of fun with this. I thought it was something, you know, you don't really have to think too hard, turn your brain off for a little bit. You can question some of the stuff. Like, yes, his brother is black in this movie. They don't really explain it, but... Like I said, you know everything needs to be explained. I like that. Some movies kind of ruin it by trying to explain too much. It's simple. It does everything it needs to do. Very well balanced. Good acting. I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of 10. I feel like it's very... 7... Actually, you know what? I'm going to give it a 7.5, actually. 7.5 out of 10. I would recommend... If you get the chance, I would recommend going to see this in the theater. Just for the action scenes alone. I don't think you'll be very disappointed in this whatsoever. Right. Um. And I... Um, I really enjoyed this movie, too. It, it, it's really cool to see how, um, diversible Bob Odenkirk is as an actor, going from, you know, he's been a comedian into some TV dramas with Better Call Saul, and 
Breaking Bad and so now a you know action movie. Um, it just shows how um, diverse he is as an actor. Um, all the action scenes are great. It's one of the better action movies I've seen in a while. I think it's just you know um, what what it needs to be. And so with that, I think I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I think it um, also had a really um, good plot. Um, and, you know, it didn't really try to do anything, like, super crazy or, you know, um, I mean, it would have been maybe a little bit cooler if they gave us maybe just a little bit more background information. Like, you don't need a whole lot, but I don't know, there's just, like, you know, a few things. It's like, hmm, I wonder, you know, where this came from or why does he have this? Um, but I, I think it did, but... I think it did want to be, like, not too much, though. So I think it did a really good job with that. Um, but, you know, and there's, like, a, just a few things which I thought were just kind of weird, you know, in the movie as well. But with that, I, I think I'm going to give it an 8. I really enjoyed this movie. I think you really should watch it. I mean, I don't think it's a movie. Like, I mean, it's just an action movie. I don't think you need to, like purposely go to the theater I mean unless you love going to the movie theater but yeah I think it's a movie that you should definitely watch if you especially if you really love action so yeah that is our review of nobody I think me and Logan both really enjoy it and I think you should go see it um for yourself um so thank you for listening to this segment of the Waste of Brain Cells podcast all right welcome back to our, welcome to the last segment of the Wasted Brain Cells podcast Today we're just going to kind of free flow and have a little quote-unquote rant because me and Brad love going to the movies, but we've had a little frustration with our our local AMC theater. We're not going to disclose the location, but it's our local AMC theater. Now don't get me wrong. We like the AMC theater. It's really good quality. The seats are comfortable. Like the seats are comfortable. Great sound. It's a good experience in watching the movie, but I feel like some of the stuff they do is just a little, little ridiculous if you ask me. And, you know, some of the stuff that happens there just kind of gets on my nerves. So I feel like I'm just going to rant a little bit. Because last time we went to AMC, or the last time we went to go see Nobody, no one's there. When when Godzilla was playing, we had to wait a long line. We went on a Sunday to go see Nobody, really last minute. It was like 2 o'clock, but tickets were like 20 or 30% off. Not a bad ticket price. We didn't have to wait in line. We go up there. We go to pay. I think I get the nicest employee I've ever gotten from AMC. Because it's been so long since the movies have closed down and all that. I forgot you had to get ID'd to see an R-rated movie. And he stared at my ID for a while and I was kind of scared he was going to turn me away. And I was like, well, I'm 17. I should be allowed to see an R-rated movie by law. He goes, alright man, you're good. And by the way, happy early birthday because it is my birthday this month. And I was like, what a nice guy. You know, we were just sitting there having a conversation with him. Very nice guy. I'm like, okay, this is going really good. Very good employee. And AMC now, they don't have the ticket person anymore, so you just kind of go back there, and they print the theater you're in on your thing, and you just go back there and sit. And I'm not going to lie, we go into the theater, we sit down, we have the theater all to ourselves, me and Brad are just goofing around. I take a bite of my popcorn, and God, it felt like they poured the whole salt shaker in there. It felt like I was just eating nothing but salt. My lips were so dry, I needed to drink all the time. Not even really the butter sauce could save it. This popcorn was horrible, I'm not going to lie. AMC, stop charging so much for food and beverage. Stop charging me $15 for a drink and a popcorn. Well, number one, the popcorn's not always fresh. Two, it just tastes like salt, and you got it from the bottom, and half of my thing was just bottom popcorn, barely any popped. It was ridiculous for what I paid. 
and just it's not high quality overall. They advertise Coke all the time. Every time you go there, it's like Coca Cola, Coca Cola, Coca Cola. And at the time, I mean, I mean, I'm sure this happens sometimes. I mean, they can't help it, but there was no Coca Cola. Half the drink machine was out. The drink machines need to be a little replenished. Also, I don't get AMC's COVID protocols at all. Why can I get a? Why can I pour my own drink, but I can't pour my own butter sauce? That doesn't really make any sense. But we're gonna go past that. But yeah, I feel like AMC is really good. The ticket prices don't even really bother me that much. But your concessions are just so inconsistent, so mid, and you have the audacity to charge me fifteen dollars for that. Like, who wants like who wants to pay fifteen dollars for like inconsistent popcorn and getting a drink and for getting a drink with hardly any selections? Now, don't get me wrong, AMC. You have good drink selections. I like the freestyle machines. I like them personally. A lot of people don't. I do. I like how you have Mr. Pibb. Uh, Mr. Pibb's an underrated drink. But at the time, your drink machines are out. I don't want to pay $15 for some popcorn that could be really almost just been sitting too long, really salty, and the chance that the drink machine doesn't have what I want. So I just feel like AMC, good good theater watching experience, not bad ticket prices, but your concessions are, are ridiculous. Right, um, I do have a strong stance on this too, and you know, some of it is AMC as a company, but some of it is like um, my local AMC. Like for starters, like you have like they have like two concession stands, one on the left, one on the right. You know, you get your tickets there too. And for some reason, um, with our theater, um, our our AMC used to be a uh, a different theater and was bought out by AMC, and so you know. Before it was AMC, like, both sides of the concessions were running, you know, so you can get a lot more people into the theater, but ever since it was bought by AMC, they closed down the other side, which is ridiculous, because especially when, like, a new movie has come out, like, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, or, like, just any, you know, big movie, you want to have as many people going through, getting their tickets and their, you know, food as quick as possible, which I don't understand, you know, that they don't have the other side open or try to open it because it's like you could get so many people through the movie theater a lot faster. And so I don't understand that. That is just, I don't know, I think it's just maybe poor management or whatnot, but that needs to be um, fixed. But also, as Logan said, $16 for a large popcorn and drink. That is ridiculous. I mean, that's just bizarre because... Let's be honest, um, I mean, if corn, as, it, like, corn, the vegetable, is a very cheap crop to make. Popcorn is very cheap to make. Now, I know you have the machine and everything, but, like, corn itself, it's very cheap. You can just buy popcorn at the store, you know, like, if you want to pop it yourself. I mean, popcorn is just very cheap. That's why, that's just all I'm getting at. Popcorn is very cheap. It is not that expensive. And I know you'll be like, well, you know, they're, they're making money. Well, yeah, I know they're making money, but that is just way too expensive. I mean, they, I think they would lose, uh, like, customers, uh, I mean, just by how expensive that, that is. Like, and it's also $6 to get a drink. Like, I've gotten large drinks at other movie theaters, other restaurants, and they are never $6. That is a, a very expensive for a drink, too. And then you have the popcorn, you somehow get to $16? That's just ridiculous. And as Logan said, that, you know, they say, oh, but it's gourmet popcorn and stuff. I've had way better popcorn at local uh, movie theaters, you know? Like, how? It's just popcorn. You can't mess it up. Like, uh, I paid this much money and you won't give me the fresh popcorn sometimes. Or I paid this much and it's, like, way too salty or sometimes it's not salty enough. Like, 
That's just ridiculous. They gotta fix their concessions. It's way too expensive. Like, they could lower them by, I think, probably $5 and still be making a decent profit. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I think their movie ticket and theaters are fine the way they are. Um, you know, $8 for a movie for that high quality. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's good. That's reasonable. But, I mean, it's just, with AMC, there's just, I don't know, just as a company, as with customer, uh, with, I mean, employees and stuff that they have, I don't know. It's just, I, I expect better when it comes to the concession side. And as Logan said, you know, every time you're in an AMC movie, like, you know, they always talk, oh, you know, we're all, you know, partner with Coca-Cola and stuff, and that's their drinks, and they have the Coke freestyle machines. Well, make sure your machines have Coke all the time. Like, I went, like, both, so at ours, like, for some reason, one, they had three, and one was out of order, and the other two didn't have Coke. Like, how is that possible? Like, one didn't even have, it probably had only, like, um, a third of the drinks that, it only had, like, one third of the drinks that they usually have, like, it was only that little, like, I mean, it's like, come on, someone should have refilled the machine this morning, and the other one didn't have Coke either, that's just, that's just disappointing, but I mean, it, it won't stop me from going to the movies, it's just like, well, maybe I just won't pay for your popcorn. Well, I mean, I am that type of person where I just gotta have popcorn in a movie, it's just part of the experience, yeah. you, know, you should have a popcorn in your well, face. Well, yeah, I always believe that, too, that you need popcorn, but when you get to that high of a price, it's not worth yeah. it anymore, it's not worth it at all. After what I had the last time was terrible. Also, my hack for AMC didn't work. I had this little hack where I didn't go to the drink machines up front. They have a drink machine in the back. Once you go to the back where all the theaters are, there's always this drink machine I always go to. And no one really ever used it, so I always had all the drinks that were always fresh. I'd always get myself a cherry Mr. Pibb. I'd go get it. It was really good, really fresh. I like, I love Mr. Pibb, underrated soda. Get my Mr. Pibb, and it tasted good. I tried doing this for Godzilla. This was Godzilla, because I hadn't been to the theater in a year. So I tried to get, go to the back, try to get my drinks, and watch to my, is it really, I was surprised. I go back there. That drink machine was out. I'm like, how was this drink machine out? How is it out of, like, everything? Like, that, when we went to see Nobody, of course, the drink machines were better. They had most of the drinks. But, like I said, you can't advertise Coke and not refill your machines. And they advertise Coke all the time. They have, like, five Coke commercials before you watch the movie. Like, we get it. You have a freestyle machine. You're cool. But, like, every restaurant has that. Come on. You don't want to keep bragging. Also, it's not gourmet popcorn. We have another local theater that makes popcorn just as good, probably if not better, and it's more fresh than that and i can i can get a small popcorn and a small drink there for like four or five dollars compared to amc where i'm getting just a tiny bit more quantity but it's like twelve dollars more and it's yes, really exactly gourmet. which proves how cheap corn is as a crop it should not be that expensive that's just ridiculous also i wish they had the ticket booth when you walked in because that makes such so much easier they're so amc severely understaffed too like I said, they need to either have the ticket booth up front where you get the tickets up front, then you go get your concessions, or have two, both lanes running because the right lane's a ghost town. The left lane, you'll be have like two or three people working, and I'm not going to blame the workers. They're trying their best. I know what it's like to be understaffed at a place. But, I mean, they can't really help it, but I just feel like the management could do a little bit more and have more people out there. Uh, maybe because of COVID, they had to make budget cuts. I get that. But, like, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like RAMC, the concessions are whack. Sometimes you takes forever because of the least amount of people also i just want to mention this just off brand people show up to movies late all the time i mean i'm that type of guy i like to get there 
like at least five, like 10, 15 minutes before the movie starts. I just want to get a good seat. That's just me. Me and Brett thought we had no, we thought we had this movie to ourselves. And that, that's a dream of mine, to go into a movie theater, have it all to yourself. There's nothing like it. You can do whatever you want. We go in, and I kid you not, five minutes before, another couple walks in. During the previews, another couple walks in. Then we're 15 minutes into the movie, and I don't get why people pay to see a movie that's already 15 minutes in. Like, I don't get it. Like, just go to the next showtime. It doesn't make any sense. They walk in, like, 15 minutes into the movie. So, like... I don't know. That kind of ruined it too, in my opinion, because I always wanted to have a movie theater myself. We we were that close. We were just we were so close. We were so close. Yeah, I, honestly, it was kind of funny because me and Logan, you know, two teenagers that are seventeen, so we can watch our movies, and then we were in the theater with three other couples. It was so funny. I don't know to me, you know, three married couples yeah, and then two couples. teenagers. Like that just doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I saw this couple walking in, and they said they had not seen a movie in like a year or two and i thought there's no way they go to the theaters to see nobody if they haven't seen a movie in forever like like nobody's really good but from the trailers i don't think anybody if you don't go to the movies a lot i'm surprised you would go to see this based right. on like previous and all that so they walk in and i'm like oh, i haven't seen a movie in forever i didn't hear what they bought but i was like okay they're, they're probably not going to see nobody and then they start walking behind me and they start going close to me i was like oh no they're going into the theater near me and they are they went to see nobody also, AMC, one more thing, one more rant. I know you can't get a lot of movies because of COVID. I get that. But why do you not – If half the theaters they have, they don't even put anything in. Why can you not have multiple theaters showing the movies so you can have more show times? They have barely any show times these days. You ever notice how, like, some days only have, like, two or three show times for your movie? Uh, I'm I feel a, like, yeah, I mean, but there isn't a lot of people going to see the movies still because of uh, yeah, COVID. So I, don't, I get that, don't blame but, that on them. I get that, but I'd like to have a few more show times, even if like nobody sees it. Also, the doors are open now. Like they just leave the door wide open throughout the whole movie. The doors used to be closed and all that. They they leave the doors wide open because I remember when I was walking out, I saw the Dolby, and people can do this now. You could just walk into the Dolby and sit down if the movie's already started and there's no other seats left. Because, like, they leave the Dolby door wide. They leave the doors wide open to the theaters. I'm like, okay, you're just asking people to go in and see a movie. Yeah. All oh, it's right. just random, I was thought. Yeah. All right. And I say we end it with that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Waste of Brain Cells podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Waste of Brain Cells podcast. As always, if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us at Waste of Brain Cells pod. Um, we do interactive things with fans and um, always give you updates on everything Waste of Brain Cells um, podcast when our episodes come out and everything. So make sure you follow us there. Um, I thought this was a great episode. Hope to bring more movie reviews and some different things um, to you guys soon. We've got some good guests coming up also on our show. So be on the lookout. We'll have some very good episodes coming your way. Thank you for listening.